So now we're getting into the official call. Mike Smith, 8 and 3, 270 goals against, 927 save percentage, and two shutouts for the Edmonton Oilers. The 40 year old has looked really solid. And in net for the Colorado Avalanche, it's Darcy Kemper, a 6 and 2 record, a 244 goals against, and a 904 save percentage. We've given you the lineups in the open. We give you some thoughts on the series as we go along. Now it's going to be time for puck drop. John out here with you. I'm your play-by-play man at Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. It's miserable outside with the cold weather and the rain. So let's stay inside and watch some hockey here. Nathan McKinnon wins the draw, and Colorado's underway attacking right to left. They are in the maroon and cerulean, and the Edmonton Oilers will be attacking left to right in the white and blue. McKinnon has it now toward the right faceoff dot. He's going to leave this here for Val Nachuskin. He's holding off the backhand toward the left faceoff dot, and it's intercepted by Leon Dreisettle. So again, Jay Woodcroft has not split up McDavid and Dreisettle in this very opening. But again, it's just game one, and it's just 30 seconds in. Just some speculation by my part. Devin Taze has it now across the red line. This is Gabriel Landeskog trying to chip and chase this one in as it goes back to Mike Smith around the kick plate now. And now they can get reset here with Darnell Nurse. He goes back to his defensive partner in Cody Cece. Going across the red line are the Edmonton Oilers. And now Eric Johnson has it. He tries to play this out in front to Bowen Byram. The second line defense is out there right now. And we get an offside entry quickly as Kadri entered a little too quick. So we are just really underway here in the first period. Just about a minute gone. I'm going to get my ESPN box score up here momentarily. So I gave you some thoughts. I gave you some starting lineup, but how do you see it? In between a Final Four right now, between the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers, you have some of the very best players in the world up against it. You should think of this as a Battle of Alberta, but at 75%, meaning you're not going to see a 9-6 score, but you could certainly see 6-4 score lines in the way that this game is done. There's no doubt about it. So all that's left is just all the anticipation of this game one and let it watch it unfold. It goes down the ice, and this is a hybrid icing against the Edmonton Oilers, so Colorado Avalanche will have an offensive zone draw here with 18.46 left to go in the first period of action. Again, this is about 8.10 p.m. Eastern. As the time we got close to puck drop, I'll be around in the same time on ColorCast and YouTube for Game 1 tomorrow for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. Again, the New York Rangers, they're going to have home ice advantage in this series. They're going to start at MSG tomorrow after a grueling seven-game series and the Tampa Bay Lightning having nine days off. They're going to have to start right back up. So that's going to be an interesting first period tomorrow, just as this one is. So Nazem Kadri's out there right now with RNH. And RNH wins the draw momentarily. It's still stuck in between skate blades, and Boa Byram was able to keep this one alive. Nico Rantanen gets this one around to Nazem Kadri. And Otrey Lekkinen trying to hold off there with Landeskog. Still spun around there is Kadri. He's stuck in between RNH right now. Landeskog trying to find his way through, trying to center it in the slot. And it goes just wide of Landeskog as it's chipped down across the red line. Edmonton's trying to just poke at this one and get it deeper. And it goes back into the Colorado defensive end where this finds Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson spins this around the kick plate. And it's going to be a race for it. It's going to be won there by Alex Newhook. So great speed there on part of the third line to be able to get to that puck before there was an icing call. 
Edmonton now trying to get this across the red line. It's stuck in toward the blue. Now to the high left faceoff slot, and the first shot is grabbed and held by Darcy Kemper with Ryan McLeod with a chance on there. So first shot of the game comes at the 17.52 mark, and Darcy Kemper makes the glove save and holds. So it's going to be an offensive zone draw here for the Edmonton Oilers. Those are really just underway. So anticipation and braided Beth for Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Kel McCarr, guys like that. So we know we're going to see some offense at this point, but I wonder, I know my partner said this in the first series when we did game one against Edmonton and Calgary, I wonder if we're going to see a little bit of an auspicious start. The shot goes just to the wide of the cage, picked back up now by Keith. He tries to fire it wide, and it goes toward the left faceoff dot. And Colorado can collect this one. Picked up now toward Alex Newhook as he puts this around the kick plate. Colorado trying to find this one, but it's going to be a four-on-two breakout. Yes, he pulled the RV, able to backhand this one and get it in deeper, and Darcy Kemper is going to have to come out of the goal cage and go ahead and play this one. 17-20 left to go in the first period. Jack Johnson throws it to his defensive partner, Josh Manson, and the puck goes up and out of the player's bench, so we're going to have a neutral zone faceoff with 17-16 left to go in the first. When we talked about some of the stuff in the open, I mentioned in between Darcy Kemper. Wow, that hit the outside of the post. I did not see that one. That hit the outside of the post and stayed out. And I don't even know who fired that one for Edmonton. But when I talked about Mike Smith and I talked about Darcy Kemper, Darcy Kemper's save percentage is about 903 and Mike Smith's is 927. You wouldn't really consider that for the 40-year-old goaltender. A lot had been gone against him. And again, Mikko Koskinen was the heavy starting load for Edmonton throughout most of the year, up until Mike Smith was able to get his legs underneath him and start to get healthy. Here's a chance for Edmonton off of a nice body check by Fogel. Archibald tried to play that one out in front, picked up by Duncan Keith. Slammed around the kick play. This is Zach Cassian trying to find right another hit there by Fogel. So Edmonton's really laying out the body checks. Ryan joins in there as well. Kadri lets the shot go low off the pad side, stopped by Smith, and the rebound goes toward the right faceoff dot. Derek Ryan. Has it now with Evan Bruchard, the defenseman. He's going to get this one in and chip and chase and take a change as this goes in behind the cage of Colorado. And Darcy Kemper almost stolen. Played out in front. The net almost got knocked off its moorings. And that was a chance for Ryan to be able to stuff it in the short side. Shot goes just wide. That was a chance for Newhook and it ricocheted back toward the red line. McKinnon. Settles this back down with Kel McCarr. Now Devin Taze is out there with the first line defense, and Gabriel Landeskog will dump this one back in. Nathan McKinnon trying to get alive on the forecheck. Same thing with Landeskog. So what you're going to notice a lot now between McKinnon and McDavid, they're more apt within the next couple of years to throw the body than they were before. A lot of these guys are finishing their body checks early, so keep in mind of that. McDavid off the backhand, centered out in front for Dreisaitl, and he fanned on it. Went in toward the slot. McKinnon has it now. He settles this back down. Devin Taze. Devin Taze still trying to spin this thing around as he gets crunched by McDavid. Kel McCarr was able to get this in deep. And now Edmonton finds this in their own defensive zone. Racing across the red line was Evander Kane trying to keep it alive on the backhand. It goes back to Kane. And now it goes to Nazem. Nazem Kadri is going to leave this as he lost the handle. And Bowen Byram is going to play it off the red line and put it in deep. Mike Smith is in trouble underneath his goal crease. But Edmonton was able to find this. Colorado intercepts toward the left faceoff dot. And a shot in the slot for Eric Johnson. And it goes wide. Pinballs off toward the right side of the blue line. Goes back in there for Kadri. It's loose out in front. And Mike Smith was able to put the rebound away. 
shot. Going to spin around for Landeskog. Johnson now. Kulak is in on the defensive side as this goes back to Evan Bouchard. Nice flip pass ahead. Here's a chance. Scores! Evander Kane makes it 1-0. Edmonton beats Darcy Kemper off of a beautiful, beautiful saucer pass. And what a look ahead that was. I want to make sure I get it right as far as the Edmonton saucer pass out in front because that was just absolutely glorious. I didn't get a chance to look on it there, but Evander Kane beat Eric Johnson clean. And this is RNH. He sprung Evander Kane. He scored the goal. And Edmonton is up one nothing on the Colorado Avalanche. Just two shots to one. Edmonton draws first blood at 14.50 left to go in the first period. So Colorado, as I've said, with Darcy Kemper. And you get a couple chances to test him there. You'll see what he's worth. It's a 9.03 save percentage as opposed to a 9.27 on the other side. Here's a chance for Burakovsky. He lets his shot go wide. And this balloons all the way back into the Colorado defensive zone where there's not going to be an icing, but Bowen Byram has to play this one from Eric Johnson. Nice check there by Fogel. It was turned over, but Colorado was able to find it now. Nico Rotten plays this one ahead for Val Nachuskin. Cross pass, shot, scores! Colorado, JT Koffer off a gorgeous feed. And now it is 1-1. 14.20 left, and my goodness, this does look like the Battle of Alberta. The first shot, and then the second shot, back-to-back, -back, Edmonton and Colorado. Colorado evens it up. JT Comfer gets a quick look. Nico Rotten, and this is Alex Newhook. The Comfer cross pass toward the right side of the dot, and Comfer makes no mistake, gets the puck off quickly off the stick. Ties it at one. So the offense, thankfully I said this in the open before we started the broadcast, it's alive and well right now. 14-19 left to go in the first. 1-1, 2-2 on the shot board. Darren Helm in behind the cage now trying to help Darcy Kemper here, but Edmonton's active off the forecheck. There no chance really for Mike Smith to be able to make that save. Coffer with his third of the playoffs from Newhook and Burakovsky. This goes back into Helm, and Mike Smith will come back out of the goal cage to play this one. Tyson Berry tries to put this out in front. It gets handed down before it crossed a delay of game off the glass, and this finds Colorado in their defensive zone. Nice outlook pass. Confer again off the backhand. Holding. Slot pass out in front there for a new hook, and it was just wide. Picked up now by the captain, Gabriel Landeskog, as he's part of the first line out there. He tried to find McKinnon. But the pass got turned over, and now Kel McCarr might have to win a foot race into his own end. And he does. The hybrid icing is called. So it's going to be a Colorado offensive zone draw. So Evander Kane and JT Confer are your goal scorers early here in the first period. So if you like offense and you like the second round series between Calgary and Edmonton, you're finding a lot of that right now. So as it stands at the 504 mark, again, this will be updated. Evander Kane from Nugent Hopkins and Kyler Yamamoto made it 1-0 Edmonton and then 1-1. Just 36 seconds later from JT Confer, Andre Burakoski, and Alex Newhook with the secondary assists. 13:25 left to go in this contest and the auspicious start, again, hasn't been one. This has been offense, offense, offense in just two shots. The goalies have a 500 save percentage. 
Put back across the blue line. Try to get played by Drysettle. Drysettle picks it back up and turns. Had to elude a hit there from Landeskog as he pried it loose. And this goes back to Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece as the first line defense is out there. Byram tried to play this one ahead. New hook has it now. And it's going to be an offside entry against Colorado. So 12.59 left to go in the first. I think we're going to get a media timeout. It is 1-1. There's two shots on the board apiece. Both teams have drawn first blood. 1-1. Come right back. We're going to call more of the first period action in a moment. Back into the game one action right now as this goes to Darnell Nurse. He tries to play it ahead to Cody Cece. And this goes down the ice. This is not going to be an icing though as Eric Johnson gets punished there. Johnson gets it alive off the head. This is Arturi Lekkinen. Plays it out in front. This goes into the high slot. Couple toe drags there for Byram. And he lets it go and he saves. He tried to test Mike Smith toward the left faceoff dot by the time he fluttered that wrist shot in. And Byram looked pretty good. Again, he's going into this series, going into this third round. He's a plus eight on defense. So the young 20-year-old defenseman with a series of nice stick handles to be able to get all the way through and test Mike Smith. That's just a confident move from a good-looking young offensive defenseman. So 12.35 left to go in the first period. Colorado has a 3-2 advantage on the shot board, but the goals are 1-1, courtesy of Evander Kane and JT Comfer, respectively. Edmonton trying to play this in between their skates now is Connor McDavid. Tries to throw this one out in front. Ryan McLeod will get out in front of it as he chipped it with his hand to play it out in front. And the shot from the defense pinballs toward the right side of the faceoff as it's picked around. Trying to go off the backhand was Fogel. Almost lost an edge and now he finally did. And one of the defensemen have to go in there and pinch in. Zach Cassian, one of the fourth line forwards, picks it up now. Slap shot goes high and wide. The Colorado thought it might have bounced out of play, but it's in toward the left faceoff dot now where the Avalanche can try to reset this thing. With 11.55 left to go in the first period. John, I'll be with you for the Western Conference Final. This is Edmonton and Colorado, the first time Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid have met in the playoffs. The winner of this series will go to the Stanley Cup Final. So I'm going to have... This game one here with you right now with the game story when it's all said and done. And tomorrow, about 8-10 Eastern at the same time, it'll be the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final Game 1. Here's a chance for Newhook, and the shot is stopped and held. So Alex Newhook has, has looked really good. O'Connor's looked good on the fourth line. Darren Helm has. Um, everybody else for Colorado on those bottom six lines played pretty well. And right now what I'm seeing, even though it's 1-1-1 one on, one and one on the score line and four and two on the shot board there's not a lot of shots there it seems like toward the last couple minutes that Colorado has had <clears throat> some easier zone entries and as that stands the test of time Mike Smith has had a good save percentage around the 930 mark it goes loose out in front of the faceoff win but as that stands the test of time the more shots you get on Mike Smith the more opportunities you have to probably score and again I know that sounds obvious but he's one of those goalies you have to be able to test and Colorado can do that. It's loose out in front off the paddle of the stick, and Mike Smith holds it there. That was Laneskog with an opportunity out in front as he was falling down. He tried to edge it forward there like a little curling style, and Mike Smith was able to find it and hold. So Laneskog able to power off the backhand of Darnell Nurse, throw it out in front off a wraparound. Mike Smith saw it all the way and held. 11-11 left to go in the first period. 
McKinnon lost the draw, and Edmonton dumps this down the ice, and this will be an icing. So another icing here, 11.04 left to go in the first. There's been about four of these already. Couple quick goals, couple quick strikes, about 47 seconds apart, courtesy of Evander Kane and JT Comfer. Make it a 1-1 score line. A neutral zone faceoff here. A chance for Evander Kane and Gabriel Landeskog, and now they're going to brush them out of the zone. Looks like Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid now on the draw. Still 11.04 left to go. Still getting a look at it here toward the outset. They didn't show the faceoff puck drop on Sportsnet, but Colorado has it now toward the left faceoff dot. This goes around to Landeskog as he's punishing Darnell Nurse toward the left side of the boards. He's got a nice hook and hold in on there. Colorado still trying to find this thing. McKinnon holding off the backhand, trying to cycle it out in front to Landeskog. Landeskog loses an edge again. He tries to play it out in front. This is Val Nachuskin now. Nachuskin leaves it in toward McKinnon toward the high side D line as he was the one pinching back in for the defenseman there. As Kale McCarr at that point gets that pinch. Nathan McKinnon almost picks the pocket of McDavid and then a reverse hit by McDavid knocks down one of the Colorado players. Devin Tays plays this ahead. Drysidle runs into Kale McCarr. And now Nazem Kadri has it. It's one on four. Couple series of toe drags. He fires a wrist shot right on. And it's held by the catching glove of Mike Smith. As we're just about to hit the halfway point of the first period. So Gabe Landeskog for the second time in about a minute and a half blew a tire. But as he was falling down... Still expertly had a chance to play that out in front where Mike Smith had to be cautious about it. And then a reverse hit on Dreisaitl. And McDavid was able to move that stuff around there for Colorado. He was able to take a couple hits there. So R&H on the draw with Nazem Kadri. Ten face-off wins for the Edmonton Oilers early. Kadri gets knocked out of the draw right now. So R&H should have this advantage here. He's usually a centerman that can win some draws. And he does. Plays us out in front of Kyler Yamamoto. Yamamoto trying to be the first one to it, but Nazem Kadri got all the way back off the faceoff loss. And that's what you love out of your 200-foot center there. All the way back off the faceoff loss. Still fight for it on defense and find a way to pull through on this. So it is about 10 minutes left to go here in the first period as we've officially hit the halfway point now. Five shots to two on the shot board in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. Edmonton again with the quick strike with Evander Kane. They got just two. And we'll get into some of those other point totals as we go between the first intermission. Picked up now by Edmonton in the defensive end. Kaori Yamamoto, one of the forwards, comes all the way back toward the third line. He gets ice cream sandwiched in toward the left side of the boards. And this is picked up now by Bowen Byram. Byram has to spin around. Byram still with it now in the neutral zone as he's trying to forge his way in through the red line. He gets all the way in. Nice entry there by the defenseman. Pick back up. Here's a chance for Burakovsky. Leaves it there for Byram. Byram still spinning. He's going to get dizzy here toward the left faceoff dot. Byram goes to his spot here as he picks it back up into the high slot. He's trying to look for a screen. And now a flutter shot. Not sure who that was from. I think that was Burakovsky. Put it right on by Mike Smith. He made the save. 
<clears throat> but now we have some commotion in front of Mike Smith's goal cage, but there's some pleasantries here, nothing a little crazy. After I watched some of those videos there from the hockey guy the other day about Mike's, uh, Billy Smith, when I think about Mike Smith now, I don't think about all those slashes and stuff out in front, so goalies like to keep things a lot more clean nowadays. We get a stoppage with 9-12 left, and we're going to call more of the first period action in a moment. We get back into the action, JT Comfer has it in toward the right faceoff dot, trying to win a faceoff draw here, offensive zone draw for the Avalanche, but it's lost. Evander Kane finds this one, and it's played toward the red line, and now Pulley Arvey. Gets to pick this one back up with McLeod. Pearly Arvey gets it now. He gets hit and knocked off the puck as this finds Josh Manson. The pickup with the trade led line from the Anaheim Ducks. Manson toward the right face off the back skate there for JT Coffer. Tried to leave it out in front. The new hook and it got turned over there. Pearly Arvey gets hit again pretty hard. Derek Ryan gets destroyed toward the left face off dot as he might have some words after that kind of hit. That was a good one there for the Avalanche. JT Coffer out in front trying to find this thing. Darcy Kemper really doesn't know where it is, but it's sitting in toward the right faceoff dot where this goes back to Manson. Manson going to try to get stuff set up here as he goes on the opposite side there with Eric Johnson, his defensive partner, and now Nathan McKinnon is out there with the first line. Third line defense is out there with the Avalanche as we hit 8.05 left to go in the first period. Gabe Landeskog, the captain. Accelerates down the ice, leaves it there for McKinnon, and it's lost. CC with some excellent defense there off the stick check. Now this goes back to Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl tries to play it across the red line. It's intercepted there by Landeskog and chipped down the ice. Here's a chance for Val Machuskin. He's really been good since he came over from the Dallas Stars a couple of years ago here. You can kind of do a little bit of everything here for Colorado. Devin Taze finds this one now as it goes back to... Landeskog, Landeskog trying to find his way through. Darnell Nurse trying to cut him off. Leon Dreisettle waiting off the open wing. Dreisettle gives a cross check there to McDavid, and, or uh, McKinnon, I should say, and the wrist shot goes just wide as McKinnon even through a cross check almost sniped the net. How strong do you have to be to do that? Kel McCarr plays this one out in front. Alex Burakoski gets lit up. Kadri tries to go through the screen. Here's another chance for right off the goal line. Kel McCarr joined in off the rush with Nazim Kadri and almost put it in off the second rebound of Mike Smith, but he stood tall. Josh Manson leveled, leveled Warren Fogle. Got a good look in on there. So this has been a good start for both teams here with the physicality, and I just can't get over Nathan McKinnon. When you get smoked off a cross check like that, you're still able to stay up on your skates and then, oh, by the way, almost snipe the bottom right corner of Mike Smith. How strong do you got to be to do something like that? Miko Rottenham has some points. He's got 11 points for the Colorado Avalanche. He has just one goal, one goal and 10 assists. Eric Jack Johnson plays this one out in front. Byram tries to find it here. Newhook trying to join in with Arturi Lekkinen. Nazim Kadri has it now. Kadri, Lekkinen, trying to find this one. This goes to Evander Kane. Evander Kane just trying to get this out of the defensive zone right now. Byram and Eric Johnson couldn't hold it in. Byram finds it across the red line and wires it around the kick plate. We're going to start this one more time across the red line. Nice entry there for JT Coffer. He's already scored one. He's looked like he's had this, the jet engines on. Those skate blades intercepted at the blue line. Shot on. Fought out in front. 
by the Edmonton defense before it even hit Mike Smith. There's around a 6-10 left to go in the first. Drawn out here with you from the Western Conference Final, Edmonton, Colorado, Game 1. Slap shot there by Jack Johnson, former U of M Wolverine. He gets blocked out in front. Johnson trying to get to this thing now. This goes back out in front where this goes to Edmonton. Stolen there by Darren Helm across the red line. It gives Colorado possession, and the ball arena crowd loves it here in Denver. Comfort skates in here. Comfort knocks Fogle off the puck, and Jesse Pulley-Arvey goes back toward the blue line. Jack Johnson still got it. Let's it go into the screen. Fought off by the pad of Mike Smith. Still spun around there. RNH was able to take his man down for a ride. No call off the hook and hold. I believe that one was new hook. O'Connor and Comfort trying to get this one alive as this goes back to Edmonton. <clears throat> and a great stick check there puts this out in front. Alex Newhook was all alone in behind the cage of Smith, but he didn't have help. Brett Kulak went and cut him off as this is in behind the red line. Now back in toward the high slot of the blue. Byram, who checked back in off the bench. He does a fake pass. Rodman with the setup. And what a save sliding over was. Mike Smith as he stoned Johnson with a big time save. And the crowd on every side of this is cheering. There's some Oilers fans here in Denver. They're cheering. Everybody's loving the pace of play. And I would too. With 5-10 left to go in the first. And it's still 1-1. So we're back into the official action right now. We're getting close toward the end of the first period. About 5-10 left to go. It's still 1-1. couple of quick strikes there from Evander Kane and JT Comfer. As well, we're leveled at 1. Ten shots to two on the shot board in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. Darcy Camper with the 500 save percentage right now. This is played by Kel McCarr now to Devin Taze in his own end toward the right faceoff dot. Nice stretch outlet pass. Nathan McKinnon off the back end. Scores! Nathan McKinnon makes it 2-1 Colorado. And I almost spun out of my chair with how good that goal was. My goodness there, Devin... A tase, Kel McCarr back into their own end. They do a outlet spring. It was Taze with the primary assist. McKinnon just right down the center of the ice. Just schools Darnell Nurse, Cody Cece, and beats Mike Smith clean. It's 2-1 Avalanche, and that is the wrong guy to give the puck to with the lane and speed. And Nathan McKinnon shows you just how quick it goes right to left with the quick strike. Forehand, slow backhand, five hole. Beats Mike Smith clean. And on the 11th shot on goal, Colorado's got two. McKinnon gets the goal. And I'm going to give you the official particulars here in a moment as we get a icing here with 440 left to go in the first. So as it stands right now, Again, this is correct in the sense of Nathan McKinnon with the goal. Primary assist with Devin Taze. Kel McCarr with the secondary. Beautifully set up in behind their own cage. And then, you know what? It's just a simple outlet pass from Taze that finds McKinnon off to the races. He scores 5 hole. So Connor McDavid wins the draw against JT Confer. And McDavid and Drysettle still out there on that first line. Not split up. Drysettle tried to play this one to McDavid. And it was momentarily stolen. Manson going to spin and hold as he needs some help. And Mike Smith will come out of his goal crease to play this one. Valnachuskin lost it. Now this goes back to Kel McCarr from Devin Taze and goes back to Taze. Valnachuskin. Nachuskin trying to go back 
to it, and McKinnon is already back on the ice. You got a quick 30-second shift there. This is a penalty, maybe. Somebody wanted one. Valnachuskin had the stick put right out of his hands. The puck fell to Gabriel Landeskog. He wired a wrist shot right on the win in the catching glove of Mike Smith. Evan Burchard was able to just get knocked down because he took the stick from Nachuskin and Nachuskin made him pay a price for it. So 4.02 left to go in the first period. Nathan McKinnon, the assistant captain, has just made a 2-1 avalanche. This has been a high-octane offense, as we would have expected so far in there. Just 12 shots for Colorado, 3 for Edmonton. Edmonton's got one. Taze bounces this one. It bounced high off the inboards, and Kadri's got a 2-on-1. Leaves it for Rantanen. Rantanen lets it go. He didn't wait for Kadri. He could have probably waited and set it up off the cross pass for Rantanen. Wanted to take a bid, but I don't mind it, though. The aggressiveness and just scoring there, you want to see that. You want to see the players play with confidence. Stolen at the blue line. Another wrist shot goes high and wide of Mike Smith as this goes back down the ice where Devin Taze can play this in behind the goal cage of goaltender Darcy Kemper. Getting across the red line with Miko Rantanen. Rantanen now with a shot played out in front from Comfort and Helm as Rantanen's out there part with the third line now, or part of the fourth line is... Jared Bednar has kind of mixed his lines here beautifully. He put a superstar out there with Helm and Koffer that are some speedsters there, and they've been able to create a couple opportunities. So Jared Bednar has been the first one to be able to kind of mix his lines up a little bit, and it's worked out pretty well early. As Colorado has a 2-1 advantage with 3.18 left to go in the first stanza. <clears throat> Defensive zone draw. Here for the Edmonton Oilers, they got to win this one. They've been kind of under siege over the last few minutes of the Colorado Avalanche. Now this gets across the red line, but Josh Manson plays this out nicely in front. This finds a chance for Helm. Helm lets a shot go. It gets bounced out in front, but Colorado is not able to hold that blue line. Able to get a stick on it just momentarily, and this goes back to Darnell Nurse. He gets smoked. Colorado once again gets a turnover in the Edmonton end. So Colorado has been all over taking the body, forcing steals, active stick checks, no matter what you name it. Colorado has been able to just keep Edmonton at bay. And this is something that we did not see in the previous series in the Battle of Alberta. It was full systems go on offense. And again, it's three goals in the first period, so there's been some offense here. It's just 2-1. But on the side of it where Edmonton's kind of struggled in their own end, forcing some turnovers and things like that, those are things that we have not seen much of, as Joe Sackick looks on here for Colorado. <clears throat> it's going to be a center ice zone draw. Colorado lost it, so Edmonton still has a heavy advantage on the faceoffs. I think they're up by 10 at this point. We're now 15 to 5, I want to say. Byram plays this out in front. Machuskin couldn't find it. Turnover here. Edmonton, they don't have enough bodies out in front to make something happen, maybe. A shot gets blocked before it hits Kemper. Now Evan Bouchard lets it go as Edmonton was finally able to reset off the turnover, but it took 15 seconds too long, and Bouchard's bid right into the catching glove of Darcy Kemper with 2.23 left to go in the first period. John Hunter with you in Denver, Colorado. It's Ball Arena, the same place that the Denver Nuggets play. The Colorado Avalanche and their fans are enjoying a 2-1 lead, and the weather outside in Colorado, I think, is in the 20s. This is rainy and lousy, so you might as well come inside and watch a Stanley Cup Western Conference Final Game 1 playoff game in the Stanley Cups. Uh, so 
you're you're feeling pretty good now if you've got a better seat there than being outside or being on that weather. Loose out in front, a couple whacks at it, Kemper down, and the third rebound goes wide. Kemper made the first two saves with the goal stick, and the third one went wide of the kick plate. Here's a chance for McCarr. And now Devin Taze. Taze can settle this one back down. He tried to find Landeskog. Mike Smith will rattle this around the kick plate. Turned over here. Colorado's got some numbers. Played it out in front of the slot. And now Leon Dreisaitl. Going to try to get this across the red line. Dreisaitl had it knocked away. Edmonton is offside, so they got to go back up and check at the blue line. They can take a change. And Colorado can kind of just take a breath here. As you can see, the defenders with Devin Taze and Kel McCarr kind of gasping for air at this point. It's been... Up and down the ice the last minute and a half or so. Zach Hyman, I'm going to look at him on the Sportsnet side. He was excellent in that second round series against uh, the Calgary Flames. And a couple opportunities there for Hyman, but Darcy Kemper was able to his credit stand tall there. And the nice skate kick ahead of Devin Taze might have actually saved a goal upon second look three different times. So the Colorado defense has been really good in front of Darcy Kemper from what I've noticed early. Nazem Kadri couldn't win the faceoff. Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets it. And this goes down the ice. Nazem Kadri will come all the way back and try to find this one, try to get intercepted by Cody Ceci. And this goes back down to the goal stick of Mike Smith. He will play this one with Darnell Nurse. Ceci trying to get it out there now. He's stuck against the right boards. <clears throat> We've got about a minute left to go in this first period right now. CC with Yamamoto, and that goes back down the ice. So Edmonton's going to have to reset in their own end, as it's going to be a icing cold now against Colorado. So offensive zone draw here for the Edmonton Oilers with about 57.5 left to go in the first. So I hope you're enjoying this game one. John out here with you from Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. It's the Western Conference Final. Colorado Avalanche up 2-1. It was... JT Confer and Nathan McKinnon, your lone goal scorers for Colorado, and Evander Kane. Who else for the Edmonton Oilers? I think he's got 13 in the playoffs right now, but that might actually be updated after this goal. It might be 14 now. I have the official numbers in front of me. We can get a look at it once we get a stoppage here in the first intermission. So now we're going to reset here as the Zebras drop the puck unfairly, so no time off the clock. Still 57.5 left. Chance for Dreisaitl. And Kadri wins it clean. This is played out toward the blue line, but not out. Edmonton's got a chance to reset this thing. Connor McDavid off the backhand. Still holding. Trying to leave it there for CeCe. Let's a wrist shot go in through the screen. I think it might have hit Hyman. Byram gets this one out across the red line. And Edmonton is down to 30 seconds left to go in the first period. Trying to even this up. McDavid back pass to Drysaddle under the high... Right side of the faceoff dot. McDavid leaves it there for Dreisaitl now. Kulak plays it out front. Scores! Edmonton ties the game with Zach Hyman. Just before the period expires, 22 seconds left. Darcy Kemper tested off the cross pack there. Brett Kulak able to get a nice setup there. McDavid out in front. Kulak. Finds Hyman off the cross pass. Might have bounced off of Josh Manson. But no matter. Still a great look. Darcy Kemper could not save it. That might have went off Josh Manson upon second look. But Hyman finds it. Finishes it. 
ties the game at two before the end of the first period. Seven goals in a six-game goal streak for Zach Hyman. So he certainly exploded. Remember one time he played with uh, Dylan Larkin at U of M. And Zach Hyman has been excellent. And a shot scored on the other end. Kale McCarr makes it 3-2. So after just the celebration for Zach Hyman, here comes a chance for Kale McCarr just not even eight seconds after, right off the win and an immediate goal. So right off the faceoff win, Darnell Nurse holding, holding, tries to chip it out in front to Evander Kane. Kale McCarr just snipes it past Smith as easy as you like. So Colorado... After just giving up one, scores one again. It's 3-2. My goodness, my friend Cooper Hopkins, it's one of those ones where this feels like the same thing we've seen in our previous series. So the headsets are on. We're going to make sure that this goal is going to stand. So Kel McCarr trying to enter, enter, enter. The puck is... The puck is offsides. So this goal will not count for Kel McCarr, according to what I'm looking at. Jay Woodcroft challenged it immediately. This should stay 2-2. I think that's going to be a good challenge there. But a good shot by Kel McCarr, nonetheless. I mean, he tried to get something quick and beat Mike Smith and score. But second look at it. Puck is over the line, and the player is not back yet. So that is offsides against Colorado. <clears throat> <clears throat> this should be a quick challenge, and this goal should not stand. So we're going to probably get a reversal here with about 14 seconds left to go in this first period. They're taking a long look at it. I think it looks pretty definitive on my side. But again, maybe it will depend if I get second look toward the intermission. I can kind of relay some of that stuff in toward the second period of... You know what stood and what didn't, but I felt like this should be a quick one. But the referees are still looking at it right now, so that kind of gives me some pause about my quick thought about maybe that this is offside or not. But it clearly looked offside to me. So let's get a quick reset here. 504 mark. It was Evander Kane with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Kyler Yamamoto, and then JT Comfort at the 540 mark, just 36 seconds after from Burakovsky and Newhook. What's the goal call? Onside call! Um, I have four eyes. I can see. So, here's the thing. For this to be onside, Kel McCarr, is he going to be able to push the puck ahead? Is the stick blade the only thing? As the skates are still touching, I'm wondering how that is onside myself. But it is. Kel McCarr scores the goal. And Jay Woodcroft is pretty upset. And I'm not really sure why. I guess in the intermission I can give you a clear look at what is being said. So with the challenge lost, don't forget, the goal stands. And Zach Cassian is going to serve a penalty here. So that's what happens if you double dip and you get the call wrong. The goal's going to stand, and there is a penalty. So Colorado immediately goes on the power play, and this is twofold here. So again, if they don't score in 13.6 seconds, no matter, they're going to have a fresh sheet of ice in the second period. Kadri 
Slap shot. Stopped there by Mike Smith. Down to four seconds. Down to three. One more shot for McKinnon. Goes high and wide. That's going to end the first period. Kel McCarr, to his credit, eagle eye. Kept his head up. Got a quick shot there on Mike Smith. The goal's going to stand. It is 3-2 after one in favor of the Avalanche. When we come right back, I'm going to sort out the rest of this stuff, and we're going to get the second period call. Stay tuned. Talk to you soon. So it's going to be RNH and Nazem Kadri on the draw, and RNH wins it. So after the momentary about two-and-a-half-minute wait for Darcy Kemper to get back on the ice and get fixed with the escape blades and the blocker and all that, Jay Woodcroft was pretty upset considering his team is already on a penalty for a delay of game with the Kel McCarr goal reversal call. Again, it was deemed onside according to the Situation Room and Elliot Friedman, and the linesman has the last call. So that's the explanation. Centered out in front. Kadri, it's loose. They score. So Colorado scores immediately. Nazem Kadri gets the goal. It's 4-2 Colorado. So Jay Woodcroft was already pretty livid in the fact that uh, they had to wait for Darcy Kemper to go back on the ice to get a little bit more of a reprieve. He's already livid in the fact that this should probably be a 2-2 score line, and it's a necessary penalty on the other side against Edmonton through no fault of their own. But as it stands, it's Miko Rantanen. He plays it right up to Kadri. Kadri finds a second rebound, puts it in, and this is a 4-2 advantage now for the Colorado Avalanche. So to their credit with Landeskog and Rantanen, and now Kadri with the goal score, they're taking advantage of the opportunities that they've gotten. It's pretty simple. That's why they're up 4-2. You can't make any complaints about that, at least. Duncan Keith now to Evan Burchard. He can't get it out. Connor McDavid trying to find this one as Colorado pinballs this in. And this goes back into the end of Edmonton in their defensive zone. And they're just all of a sudden now are down two. They've got to be able to try to rebound here. It's 18-8 on the shot board in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. They've just scored courtesy of Nazem Kadri and then Kel McCarr toward the end of the first period. It's Kadri's sixth of the playoffs. Remember he had that hat trick against the Blues. Assisted by Miko Rotten and Kel McCarr. Taze plays this one now. He gets it back as this goes back to Bowen Byram now from Eric Johnson. Stick gets knocked out of the hand of Burakovsky and Duncan Keith, the former Chicago Blackhawks, going to have to go back in the own end of Mike Smith and play this one. As we're going to 18.30 left to go in the second period. Eric Johnson plays this to Lekanen and was able to get stolen there by Duncan Keith as Keith plays it down ahead to RNH. He gets across the red line now. Tries to find Kyler Yamamoto. Yamamoto, nice fight through with the Vander Kane and try to get to the body checks. Get the turnover there, does RNH. He tries to pick it back up with Kyler Yamamoto. Now finds the Vander Kane in behind the cage. He tried to sauce a pass out in front, but nobody was home on the Edmonton side. Pinballed shot gets stopped there by Darcy Kemper off the skate plate, and the Vander Kane just puts it into an open wing. It's loose out in front again, and Kemper made a second save. Evander Kane still working this thing with Kyler Yamamoto. Centered out in front by Yamamoto. Stopped there by Kemper off the backhand. Loose out in front. Another save by Darcy Kemper toward the stick blade. And then the puck goes through the blue paint. Edmonton trying to buzz and be dangerous here. But Colorado was able to reset. Codger tried to bank this one to himself off the inboards. And Bowen Byram picks it back up. As this gets back to Eric Johnson. Byram does have to go back there with Nico Rantanen. And now here's a chance for J.T. Coffer. He's the first one on it in the offensive zone. In Edmonton's defensive zone here. And Mike Smith gets a, slip sh a slap shot there. Saved courtesy of Eric Johnson's bid. 
So 4-2 with 17-16 left to go in the second period. The Colorado Avalanche are now up by two, courtesy of Nazem Kadri. And it's one of those situations, as we talked about, going into the first intermission, whether or not that goal should have stood. Colorado took advantage of it with Kale McCarr because it was a turnover there by Darnell Nurse. He got the shot on. And then because of you know the call reversal there by Jay Woodcroft getting it wrong, according to the Situation Room, it's a situation where you get a delay of game, and Colorado scores immediately with the fresh ice. So they've taken advantage of the opportunities, as I've said. Nurse leaves it there for Fogel. It's loose! They score! Darcy Kemper never picked up the rebound, and McClaude makes it a 4-3 game. Very suspect rebound control there by Darcy Kemper. And Ryan McClaude makes it 4-3. So... Let's take a look at how this situation happened. And across the red line there, there was a chance for Nurse, a chance right out in front there for Fogel. And Fogel puts the shot on toward the right faceoff dot. It's a slow one there. And Kemper never grabbed the rebound. And it was just an easy one for McLeod to be able to finish. So it's a wide open blue paint. He was the first stick to get there. It's 4 3 now. So this looks like the Battle of Alberta. You just switch your team. Instead of the uh, red and white and all that stuff, you put the cerulean and maroon in there, and you really can't tell the difference here. As Darcy Kemper has the puck fall back to him, he holds on. 4-3 now, the score line. 20 shots to 12. I said this in the open. Again, Mike Smith has given up four goals. So it's one of those situations where you kind of wonder about Mike Smith, the 40-year-old. But I, I said this about Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper's usually one of those ones, he's okay, because he only get you know has to face 26 to 28 shots. When Edmonton's going to put more shots on him, how is he going to respond? Right now he's sitting at 13. He's given up three, and the rebound control has not been good on that one. Slap shot goes out in front. It gets blocked off the face of one of the players of Colorado before it hit Darcy Kemper. Loose out in front. And Colorado finds this thing and clears it out for Kemper as it's a race for the puck. Cody CC is going to win this. He turns it over. Evan Bouchard was also out there as well. Shot bounces off the inboards as this goes back to Johnson. Johnson going to hold. Still going to spin around toward the right face up dot a third time trying to find this thing. He can't. Lane Skog falls down. Picked up now momentarily by Darren Helm and Darnell Nurse. Can't get it out again. Another turnover by Darnell Nurse. That's his third of the game that I've noticed. Byram lets it go in through the screen. Chance here for Josh Manson now. Manson gets pummeled toward the left faceoff dot. Still picked up by Colorado. As this goes to Gabe Landeskog. Centered out in front. Mike Smith. Big save off the one-timer attempt. And that was his best save of the game right now. This goes Evan Bouchard. Breakout opportunity. Back at forehand. Stopped by Kemper. My goodness. Zach Hyman had a bid for his second one. And Kemper really had to make a big save. He hasn't been really that good. But that was a big-time opportunity and stop there. Colorado trying to keep this going in the offensive zone. Looking for a cross pass. Bounced off the goal stick there of Mike Smith. Again, it's bounced out in front of the high slot. Picked up now in toward the right dot. Spun around there. This is a chance for Nathan McKinnon. Leaves it there for the defenseman. Off the post and in. 5-3 Colorado. What a setup there by Nathan McKinnon. This is goals aplenty on both sides, folks. Just enjoy the carousel that we have. Yes, Nick, make it eight now. <laughs> eight goals already. Five-three. Again, 
when I talked about in some of this stuff in the open, it was going to be Battle of Alberta, like Calgary and Edmonton, but I would say about 75 to 80%, not 100%. Right now we're seeing the 100% mark, and we might be kicking this into overdrive. So if you're a fan of the NHL, if you're a fan of one of those that was Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, arguably you get to see the first and second best player in the entire world go head-to-head, -head. and what that's led to is lots of goals. There's been some controversy, and when we get a stoppage here, I'll kind of I'll kind of catch you up as far as some of the goals that have been scored, but again, there's been lots of them all the way across, and a goalie change at some point, you know what, I can't argue with you on that. We didn't see that in the first game when it was... 9-6 in favor of Calgary against Edmonton. We haven't seen it yet, but it's 5-3 in this contest in favor of Colorado. So Mikko Rantanen gets his second, assisted by McKinnon and Artree Lekkinen. So he's already got 10 assists. Here's another chance off the backhand side, stopped by Smith. The goal mask falls off, and that's going to cause a mandatory stoppage in play as you get a chance to see the salad on top of Mike Smith's head. He's still got that 80s hair. And that is alive and well, and Nazem Kadri might have took a slash in behind the net now that I get a chance to look at it. Kadri, chance up the backhand. Man, he got smashed into the post by Connor McDavid as he was driving into the net. That's a little bit dangerous there for Nazem Kadri, and he had to turn around and give McDavid a look, and I don't blame him there. That is a little bit of a questionable hit by the captain. Again, I understand what he's trying to do as far as stopping an attempt there against Nathan McKinnon. But again, we talk about from several years ago, remember there wasn't pegs on the net. The net used to not be able to get dislodged off its moorings. If you got hit by that and you took a hit like that, you might get decapitated. But thankfully, the net moves around now. Face-off win, won by Colorado. Slapshot gets blocked before it hits Mike Smith. The second one goes high off of the catching glove, and Evander Kane tries to find this one across the blue line. Picked up now by Duncan Keith. Duncan Keith is going to play this off the kick plate. Colorado going to try to find this one now. They're trying to hold on to a 5-3 lead. There's been goals aplenty now. We're still 14-30 left to go in the second period. Mike Smith rattles this around the kick plate. Evander Kane's going to try this one one more time. Intercepted nicely. Comfer shot on. Gets stopped by the right pad of Smith. Picked up there by Rantanen. Rantanen sends it in toward the high side of the blue line. Shot goes wide. Devin Tays picks it up now for Colorado as the first line defense is out there. Val Nachuskin centers it out in front. It goes off the goal stick. Still with Colorado. Slap shot. Pinballs back to Kel McCarr. Kel McCarr setting this one back up. He couldn't find Nachuskin. Devin Tays trying to pinch in. Everybody at Ball Arena loves it right now. Again, the home of the Denver Nuggets, now the home of the Colorado Avalanche. New hook plays it on front. Comfer trying to set this one back around. Goes back to McCarr. McCarr holding Devin Tays. First line D still out there. His shot gets right back to him. McCarr. Slap shot scores! 6-3! Cal McCarr might have got a tip out in front, but that was some glorious... High caliber, high octane puck possession, courtesy of Kel McCarr and Devin Tays. And as you called, Nick, on the CBC side of it, Miko Koskinen might be getting set up to put that goalie equipment on and check in. But I don't blame Mike Smith on that one. That was some high caliber, high octane offense. A tip out in front, maybe there. JT Confer fighting through McDavid. Maybe it bounces off Confer and goes in. Right now, the initial credit was to Kale McCarr. 
but I will give you the official call in a moment. But what is official is on this side. It is Miko Koskinen coming in net. Mike Smith is done. I mean, unless he gives up another five, six goals, you might go back to Mike Smith. Who knows? The Red Wings' former coach, uh, Jeff Blaschel, used to do that after a couple goals and switch back and forth and just play it like Connect Four. But it is what it is. Miko Koskinen now is in. Mike Smith is out. And there's that dull look of Ken Holland that I love to see. The look of pain and displeasure there as his team is down 6-3. And forgive me, this is a just bitter Red Wings fan after you screwed the team over. So, 13-20 left to go in the second period. Colorado punished in the own end. Edmonton is kind of getting their clock cleaned a little bit, but again, they are capable of scoring some goals. Shot out in front, and Darcy Kemper is not one of those ones that's exactly a great goaltender on his side. Loose out in front of the blue paint, but picked up by Colorado. So, I don't think this water faucet's going to turn off anytime soon, as Cooper Hopkins would like to say. As this bounces around the blue paint, this goes back to... Darcy Kemper, he plays it with the giant goal stick, still in between the host of skating blades, and Edmonton still trying to find this thing here with Ryan McLeod. Now this goes back to Josh Manson, former Anaheim Duck. Nazem Kadri will play this one now ahead as you try to find Arturi Lekkanen, or are we going to have a penalty call is the question. This might be going against the Edmonton Oilers. Darnell Nurse seems to be having a couple looks his other way and saying, what the hell are you calling me for? But it looks like that's going to be the case. 6-3, 13-07 left to go in the second period. Nazem Kadri, and yeah, he took, uh, Darnell Nurse took Kadri for a ride. That's going to be a minor against Kadri. When we come back, we're going to call the power play for Colorado. So, 6-3 Colorado. Again, I'm trying to keep my head wrapped around all of this. Colorado is on a power play now. Darnell Nurse holding the stick of Nazem Kadri, took him for a ride. This goes back to Kill McCarr. Rantanen tries to play this ahead for the assistant captain, Nathan McKinnon. Again, Nathan McKinnon and McDavid, the first time that these two have met in the playoffs, and this is the Western Conference Final. CBC Sportsnet was showing flashbacks of Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. This is apropos. This is the first and second best player in the entire world in the same series. Lantanen has it now. Tried to play this one back to Nathan McKinnon. He's holding that high side blue line now, trying to work his way into the high slot. McKinnon. Has it now toward the left faceoff. Dot McKinnon holding off the backhand, leaving it there for Rotten. Nice give and go off the slap shot opportunity with Ranton and, and McKinnon, but he just missed it. Oilers just trying to kill some time. Zach Kyman has it now. The former U of M Wolverine is out there on the penalty kill. It's a one on three, and Kadri will spin around now. Now Zim Kadri will play this across for our tree Lekkonen. And Miko Rantanen will get this one back around behind the kick plate. This goes back to the D-man and gets set back up. This is a chance for Arturi Lekkonen on the other side. Kel McCarr has it in the high slot. Going to leave it there for the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. A shot gets blocked by the jerseys in white before it ever hit Miko Koskinen. Saucer pass got blocked in front nicely with the shot block and dive and that's one of those times that it's actually useful as you play that out in front of a pass you don't really want to use that all one r1 too aggressively there so Devin Tays has this one now and he's gonna play this back to either another forward or his defensive partner looks to be new hook new hook gets this one in there with Kadri Kadri gets punished toward the right side boards and Edmonton can try to get something going here on the penalty kill. McLeod almost found it. He's still one of the full-on four-checkers in there, and he gets taken for a seat. So 10.35 left to go in the second period. Colorado 
looking to break out now, trying to get this back into the offensive end. Edmonton just trying to find some footing. Nice outlet pass for Evander Kane. He's already got one. His wrist shot went high and wide off the right side of the high glass. He was aiming for that right side post. Evander Kane now in there with RNH. Captain across the blue line as CeCe had a wrist shot that got stopped by Darcy Kemper. And now this goes back in behind the goal cage. Miko Koskinen centered out in front. He held the right post nicely as O'Connor got smoked with the stick. And I don't even think that was called. 10.06 left to go in the second period. We're just about to hit the halfway point of the second period. If you like goals, then you're pretty happy with this. You already have nine with a... Halfway to go left in the second period, so you still got another 30 minutes left to go in this contest. Nurse bodied up Cogliano. Cogliano got a piece of the skate off the stick, and then a stick almost hit uh, Kemper right in the mouth. It hit one of the other players on Edmonton, but no call. 10.06 left to go in the second period as Darnell Nurse getting a look on the CBC Sportsnet side. Again, if there's any kind of situation where... Mike Smith comes back in this game, you would have to believe that the goals for Colorado would have to get closer to 10, as Miko Koskinen just took over after the sixth goal allowed. It's been his first action, really, since Game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs in the quarterfinal round against the Kings, where the Kings won the first game. Picked up now by Evander Kane. Evander Kane out there now with RNH, Dreisaitl as well. Connor McDavid. Gets this one back from Dreisaitl. Nurse holding. Wrist shot into the screen. Might have caught a Colorado player up in the face toward the visor area. Dreisaitl keeps this one alive. McDavid trying to skate out in front with Evander Kane. And McDavid takes a spill. CC trying to find it. Nurse keeps it alive. It's loose out in front. Stopped by Kemper. Still with Edmonton. Stopped by Kemper again with the left pad. As this was by the left faceoff dot. And the fans are cheering here at Ball Arena. That was good effort there by Colorado off defensive side of things, whether it was Devin Tays or Kel McCarr or Josh Manson or any of the defenders that you want to name. They're doing a good job at least. I know Darcy Kemper's given up three, but getting those rebounds and clearing them out away of the netminder. CC tries to play this out in front. This goes back to the third liner in JT Comfort, trying to hold off the backhand. RNH is all over him. He needs some help. He tried to play this out in front to Josh Manson across the red line. It was intercepted by Edmonton. But Colorado, again, they're doing yeoman's work in their own end. Sticks forcing off the body checks, trying to pry the puck loose. Keith had the stick explode. He tried to kick it ahead. RNH picks it up. It's still alive toward the left faceoff dot. But Duncan Keith, they're down a man. He had to go pick up a stick. He's got it now. And Colorado has it in the own end. So part of the... Shaft of the stick is in the middle of the two face-off dots, and the centerpiece of it is in toward the blue line side, and now kicked ahead toward an Edmonton player toward the back end of it in the Colorado zone. Nazem Kadri has it now as he crosses the red line. He gets smoked. This is picked up by Edmonton in their own end here. As here comes Cody McLeod. He's going to race in again. He just scored for Edmonton before Colorado had another unanswered goal. It's 6-3, Colorado at the edge. Colorado is going to be attacking left to right and Edmonton right to left at this point. Colorado spring ahead pass, a one-on-one -on -one opportunity. The pass gets flubbed to Mikko Koskinen, finds it, and holds it. 7.42 left to go in the second period of this high-scoring affair. 
Fast and furious action. Again, this feels just like the second round series that Edmonton have to play against the Calgary Flames. Colorado is a whole different beast as far as being able to give a little bit more high caliber offensive talent on defense, not to mention having Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen. If you want to throw Rantanen in the situation of where he could be the sixth or seventh best player in the NHL, I would absolutely buy it. So high caliber forwards, high caliber defense. The one way you can beat Colorado is a little bit of suspect goaltending and Darcy Kemper, but it's been a little more suspect on the Edmonton side. That's why it's 6-3. Kel McCarr in through the screen. It goes wide back off the kick plate and ping-pongs back to Colorado, back toward the left face-off dot. Now Devin Tays trying to let this one go. Tays one more time. Shot gets loose out in front, but it hits Landeskog. It doesn't hit Miko Koskinen. Trying to get saved across the blue line now and backed in where this finds Hyman. Turnover there as the captain is able to find it with Gabe Landeskog. He tried to play it ahead for Nathan McKinnon, but it was lost. Kel McCarr trying to find this across the red line. It's turned over. Darcy Kemper comes out with the goal stick and plays this one to Devin Tays. Now Kel, Kel McCarr plays it to Tays, and Tays is going to hold. 6.45 left to go in the second period. They're going to try to acquiesce this thing back from left to right and behind the defensive side as Devin Tays and Kel McCarr play a series of cross passes. This goes to Miko Koskinen. Kadri finds it now. He gets the steal. Plays it out in front for Kadri. Kadri with this shot. It goes just to the left of the glass and the left of the high post. As that was a bad turnover there by Miko Koskinen, but he didn't have to pay for it. Intercepted there. Manson plays it for Kadri through the five hole and stopped there by Koskinen. 6-19 left to go in the second period. Nazem Kadri, he's been all over the ice. Falling down. Getting shots on the other side between the left and right post. It's been all Colorado, 6-3. 6-19 left in the second. When you come back, we're going to call more of the middle stands action in a moment. Getting back into the official action now. Edmonton is with the puck. We have 6-10 left to go in the second period. Again, I'm on the CBC Sportsnet feed on the Canadian side. So if Edmonton should fall, that would be the last Canadian team that you have left standing. But not many of them make the final four. So this is a... Great accomplishment for Edmonton, but they're going to have their hands full with Colorado. I think the series vote was about 72% in favor of Colorado going into this as far as winning. Devin Tays lets this one go, and it bounces high off the kick plate. Almost went back to Kel McCarr, but tried to find it there was Tyson Berry. Haven't seen much of the third-line defense, but Jay Woodcroft is throwing them out there now. Trying to find anything to stop the attack of the Colorado Avalanche. Kulak plays this now. And this goes back to Manson, so third-line defense to third-line defense in terms of Edmonton and Colorado, respectively. This is stuck in between the neutral zone. New hook, trying to get a couple slashes at Kulak, try to get that puck. He could not. And Kulak is going to play this out in front of McLeod. It got bounced out in front nicely, but McKinnon lost that goal stick. He's going to have to go back and pick one up now, as he can try to skate in through the neutral zone. This is a chance for the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Try to play it out in front of Manson, but it crossed the blue line. So we're going to have to set with Jack Johnson, the former U of M Wolverine on defense. And on the third line nowadays, this is getting a little bit long in the tooth here. Miko Koskinen plays this one nicely off the red line, but that could be an icing, and that was touched up off the hybrid side as Byram will find this one. 4.45 left to go in the second period of this high-scoring affair. 6-3. 
So as we get some time to be able to get a little bit of a reset there, in the second period alone, it was Nazem Kadri in the power play at 32 seconds in from Kel McCarr, Miko Rantanen, and then Ryan McLeod from Warren Fogle and Darnell Nurse. It was Miko Rantanen with his second goal of the playoffs, but again, he has 11 assists from Arturi Lekkanen and Nathan McKinnon at the 438 mark. And then the latest goal came at the 620 mark of the second from JT Confer and Kel McCarr and Devin Tays. So if you like goals, you've seen plenty of them right now. But again, it's probably been with at least last seven, eight minutes where there's been no goals. So that's probably the extent of the wall that you can see. McDavid trying to go one on four, and he almost made it through with the toe drag and windmill, but he lost it as it was poked away. 4.25 left to go in the second, and now right to left come the Edmonton Oilers as Drysettle tries to chip this one in across the red line. This goes back to Taze. Drysettle in through the blue paint. Nazem Kadri able to intercept. And now here's a chance for Kale McCarr. McCarr turning on the Jets. He's one of the best offensive defensemen in the world. Tried to leave it there in front for Rantanen. And it goes high and up and on a play. So we're going to do this again in the neutral zone. 4.08 left to go in the second period. Connor McDavid tried to windmill this thing around Devin Taze. But Devin Taze stood all the way through. We're going to get a media stoppage. 4.08 left in the second. When we come back, we're going to call the rest of the second period. Getting back into the official action now. Just under four minutes left to go. Puck cleared across the red line. And this is a chance for Darcy Kemper to come out with the goal stick and play this one out in front. Edmonton trying to find it in behind the goal cage. Again, they're down three. It is 6-3 your score with 3.45 left to go in the second period. Colorado has scored three times in the second period to Edmonton's one. Here's a chance for Confer. Let's it go. Scores! Nazem Kadri one more time. 7-3 Colorado. Wow. This is a whirlwind of goals. And this might be Cogliano's goal. Excuse me. So O'Connor, Cogliano, and Newhook out toward the fourth line side. O'Connor plays it across. Cogliano scores. About as easy as you like. O'Connor, Cogliano diving. Miko Koskinen, no chance on earth to make the save. And again, I said this during game one of the previous series. I say it again now. This looks like a scrimmage. And now Colorado is able to give the same kind of medicine that Edmonton gave Calgary. And it doesn't taste so good when it happens to you. That's what I say right now from what I see. Hybrid icing is touched up. And this is going to be a chance here for Edmonton to get an offensive zone draw and try in this second period just before it ends to get back within three. That's really all you could ask for at this point. If I was, say, two, that sounds a little greedy. Again, Darcy Kemper has given up three goals. He's faced 19 shots. His numbers don't look all that great, but when the team on the other side scores seven for you, it's fine. Kulak off the faceoff win, and Kane dropped it to him, and it was stopped there by Darcy Kemper. 3.24 left, 20 shots on the shot board for Edmonton. As Joe Sackick looks on, he was one of the best two-way players to ever play the game. You remember that rivalry with the Detroit Red Wings in the 90s. It was Joe Sackick and it was Steve Eisenman. 
And to my delight, I saw there's a documentary coming for the Red Wings and the Avalanche for one of the best rivalries of all time in all of sports will be on ESPN in the coming months, I believe. It was a chance for a shot to get blocked by Kale McCarr. He was slow to get to his feet. It might have bounced off the skate. Two on one opportunity. Dryside all across. Scores! Edmonton answers. Drysaddle to McDavid, and the goals will not stop. 7-4 as Drysaddle and McDavid team up to get Edmonton back within three. And off the faceoff win, it bounced off in front of Kel McCarr. He blocked it with the leg, slow to get up there. Drysaddle finds it off a of fan clear. Connor McDavid all alone, and man, that was a freaking bullet on the other side. Connor McDavid fluttered that puck, shot it perfectly, no chance, and I feel bad for Kel McCarr there. He's going to be feeling a little bit on that left leg as he blocked it there, but he made the effort and did all he could there. Edmonton scores, the eighth of the playoffs. Chance off the wraparound, off Miko Koskinen, and it gets saved. Here comes Edmonton, down the ice. Toe drag out in front, and this might be a penalty call against Colorado on Zach Hyman. I don't believe that was offsides. 2.55 left to go in the second period, unless they're just going to blow that one dead. That would be thankful for Edmonton on that side. Yeah, that is a stick. That could be a high stick call, no doubt about it, against Colorado. We'll see if that's going to be against Archery Lackanen, and indeed it is. So Edmonton goes back to the power play. 7-4 now. And Edmonton, as I said, I didn't want to get greedy a couple minutes ago. As far as their ability to get back within two, they wanted to get at least a three. Well, now they can get back within two because Edmonton is one of the best power plays in the business. And Arturi Lekkonen is going to the box for hooking Zach Hyman at the 17.05 mark. So, 31 seconds later, Edmonton answers. It's now 7-4. 2.49 left to go in the second period. The faceoff is going to stay in the Colorado defensive end as the parade of goals continue. This is Drysaddle and Darren Helm on the draw, respectively, for both teams. Drysaddle looks to have the particular advantage here. He wins it, and this goes back to the blue line side. RNH is the second forward out there right now with Tyson Berry. He's usually the power play quarterback. Centered out in front, Connor McDavid holding. Toe drag into the high slot, leaves it there for Berry. Spin around now for Drysaddle. Berry's got it with RNH. RNH going to take his time. McDavid now on the left faceoff dot now. As he spinned around, nobody's able to keep him off the puck. Barry couldn't find it, and now RNH has it. RNH toward the right faceoff dot now, leaves it for Barry, holding the right side blue line. Goes back to Nugent Hopkins, down to 115 left to go on the power play. McDavid, dry saddle, centered out in front. A slap shot was stopped there by Kemper beautifully. Ryan Nugent Hopkins to Barry. Back to Nugent Hopkins in the high slot. Dreisaitl tried to center it out in front, and Colorado clears. But boy, did that look dangerous for Edmonton. As far as a goal-scoring opportunity, Dreisaitl off at one tee got stopped there by Darcy Kemper. Here comes Dreisaitl one more time. Leaves for RNH toward the left face-up dot. Finds the defensive side of things, and set back up there for Bouchard. Bouchard now with RNH. Goes back around the ice as this is Drysaddle and McDavid. McDavid trying to center it out in front for RNH. And the puck gets blocked before it hits Darcy Kemper. McDavid, nice kick ahead 
from the captain of Gabriel Laniscog, JT Comfort, to get him off the puck, but here comes McDavid one more time. Hyman leaves it for Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, back off Bouchard as it gets bounced out in front. Still Edmonton with this thing. The power play down at 10 seconds. RNH gets to it first, plays it to an open right side wing. Plays it on front, Bouchard with a slap shot, hot and held by Darcy Kemper. The last slap shot coming in at 97 miles an hour. And excuse me, this is Pavel Francois. So Francois is now in goal for Darcy Kemper. And again, I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't sure that even CBC made that remark. So Francois, he's made the last couple of saves here as Darcy Kemper's been pulled. So it's backup goaltending situation as it's Miko Koskinen in net and Francois on the other side for the Colorado Avalanche. So Lekkonen got three seconds left to go in the box. Now down to two. Colorado has killed the penalty. It's still with Edmonton. Tipped out in front. Try to get sent on by Evander Kane. Now this goes toward the right face up dot shot by Hyman. Loose out in front. Francois down. Where is it? Evander Kane trying to find it. And the play is finally blown dead. 42 seconds left to go in this second period. Everybody on their feet right now at Ball Arena as Francois has just made a gargantuan save. In front of a screen of Devin Taze was the own man. Loose out in front. My goodness, Cody McLeod got absolutely robbed upon second look as it was the goal stick in the left pad that was able to keep that one out as it keeps this game at 7-4. to four. And again, I say that not too lightly, even though it's 42.2 seconds left to go on the score clock. That is a huge save for Colorado to be able to keep a three-goal advantage in a game in a series so far that has felt like much of the first round in game one between Calgary and Edmonton. So now Manson plays this from Jack Johnson. So both backup goalies are in once again. I'll reiterate that as we, before we close the second period. It's Pavel Francois for Colorado and Miko Koskinen in for Edmonton. 7-4 is your score line. Edmonton trying to go with one last attack as a slap shot from about 55 feet goes wide. And Colorado gets this down the ice. Nathan McKinnon turning on the Jets. Rush shot stopped by Miko Koskinen. That's how we're going to end the first period. 7-4. So buckle up. I'm going to be back with third period action here momentarily. 7-4 is your score line. And these goals have not stopped. Come right back. We'll call the final stanza after the second intermission. So it is McKinnon and McDavid in on the draw. So both teams' first lines are out there now. As this goes back into the Colorado offensive zone. McKinnon trying to play for Nachuskin. Landis Gog had it now. And he lost it. Gets sent there for Darnell Nurse. As let's go Avs chance going on at Bowl Arena right now in Denver, Colorado. This is game one of the Western Conference Final between the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Pretty much the best player in the world in Connor McDavid taking on the second best player in the world in Nathan McKinnon. And you can flip-flop them if you want. Fogle tried to play it out in front and that was Dreisaitl to Kane. And it got stopped there by Francois. So at CBC was talking about you could possibly see the third string goalie, and I do have my rosters up in front of me just in case all of that is the case. And right now that would be uh, Eustace Anunin, the Finlander.
he would be the third string goalie here for Colorado, and he is just 22 years of age. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but at the 1923 mark of the first third period, anything is absolutely possible in this 7-4 scoreline. So this is a chance here for JT Comfort on the third line for Colorado in their own end to win this draw, and they do. This one goes to Johnson. Johnson's got it now, Eric Johnson. Going to play this one across the red line. It bounces in to Miko Koskinen. It goes toward the left of the faceoff down where it goes to Alex Newhook. He gets smoked on the side of the boards. Burakoski trying to keep this alive, but he lost it. Now Jesse Pugliarvi trying to find this one off the pin-in. And this goes back in behind the cage of Pavel Francois. Again, all four goalies have played in this contest so far. So it is your backups, Pavel Francois and Miko Koskinen in that right now for Colorado and Edmonton, respectively. So the flood of goals led to, let's count them up here, one, two, three, four for Colorado in the second period and two for Edmonton. It is a 7-4 score line. It was three for Colorado in the first, four for Colorado in the second, and two apiece for Edmonton in both periods. Samuel Girard, get well sign is there for a Colorado Avalanche fan. I don't mind that one there as well. You got Samuel Girard and Nazem Kadri having to deal with some stuff, but Nazem Kadri's been on the ice. It's just all the stuff off the ice that he had to deal with. A bunch of sick people on social media. I will leave it at that. So Connor McDavid gets the bump in there with dry settle, but Colorado was the first one to get to this. As this goes back to Tyson Berry. Berry. Has it now. He plays this in off the blue line side, and Nathan McKinnon will wrap this around beautifully. Valnachuskin, it's one on three. He's going to let the wrist shot go. Bounces up high off the blocker off Koskinen, and Edmonton can reset this thing back with Kulak. Now this goes down the ice as this finds Devin Taze. Devin Taze wires it up ahead to Nathan McKinnon. Backhand, forehand, and holding on the left post was Miko Koskinen. He's able to take that shot aside, but that was a particularly dangerous one. As we're down to 18 minutes left to go in the third. Spun around now. Try to get picked up now toward the backhand side of things as this goes to Zach Hyman. Here's a race opportunity here. Here's a chance for Rantanen. And the rebound was not picked up by Rantanen off the second attempt. Koskinen just stayed with him the whole way, never moved and made the save as Rantanen tried to get his third of the playoffs. He's got a goal in this game. That was his second of the playoffs, but again, he has 11 assists. Nazem Kadri going to go back in behind his own end toward the red line and reset up here with Jack Johnson. Played out in front for Arturi Lekkonen now. Lekkonen's going to leave this save for Kadri. Kadri back in for an attempt, and it goes up high off the right side post. Back with the Colorado Avalanche now as this goes in between Arturi Lekkonen. Spinning around there is Colorado and Andre Burakoski, the former Washington Capitals pickup in the offseason. Gets a shot that gets blockered aside from Fogel from Pavel Francois. And this goes back. Evan Burchard going to set up Duncan Keith. And it pinballed across the right faceoff dot. As Edmonton's trying to look dangerous here. Sent it out in front from Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan trying to get a second opportunity. The first one was stopped by Francois. McLeod within a bid for it. Zach Cassian has it now. This finds Evan Burchard. Back to Keith. Back to Burchard. Let's it go. Blocked and hurt is one of the Colorado players. They're down a man. It's pinballed. Still not getting up. I believe was Burakoski. And in among the chaos, 
Edmonton has scored, and Burakovsky got smoked with the puck. He could never get up, and it turned into a goal for Derek Ryan. 7-5 is now the score. So my apologies, I was about six seconds late on that goal call, but the camera pan was on Burakovsky. I was concerned if he was going to be okay. Cassian played it out in front. It bounced off of the skate of one of the Colorado players. It fell to Derek Ryan. And Burakovsky was trying to be a warrior, trying to get back up on the ice, get back in the play. He could not, and he's being helped off going back into the player's room. So Derek Ryan, his second career playoff goal, and now all of a sudden... Edmonton is back in this game again. It's 7-5. Here's a chance now for Comfort. Gets this in deep. Miko Koskin will play this across. Breakout pass. Chance here for uh, RNH to make some moves. Is Try to get around the check of Johnson. And now this goes back to Colorado and Darren Helm. On the fourth line now. Racing across the red line. Flutters one in from 50 feet. Picks up the rebound. Gets it across the left face off dot. Nice play ahead. Comfort. Leaves this here for Helm. Helm tried to spin around. I didn't know where the puck was. I think he's just going to go ahead and take a change. Bowen Byron was one of the defensemen that tried to go back in there and find it. As this gets around, yes, he pulled the RV. And now this goes back to Pavel Francois, where they can reset here with Eric Johnson. So Eric Johnson out there with Bowen Byron now gives it to the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Playing it on front for Nathan McKinnon. Machuskin trying to be out there now, so the first line is officially out right now for Colorado. Maybe a chance off a breakout, and a wrist shot goes high and up and out of play. I believe that was Evander Kane that took the pull. Yes, it was, and it went up and out of play. 15-31, left to go in the third period. John out here with you for game one of this Western Conference Final. Winner goes on to the Stanley Cup. But again, we are just in the opening game of this series. But if you want to talk about goals, there's been a lot of them. 7-5. Derek Ryan has just scored to get Edmonton within two. So my head is spinning from all these goals. And again, it's one of those situations in writing the game story that you, you really don't know which way to go through all of this chaos here. So 13-15 is the block shots in favor of the Abs. McKinnon. Has it in toward the defensive zone, face-off draw, but it falls to Edmonton. Trying to shoot this one in, it bounced off. McDavid's got it in behind Gretzky's office. McDavid still with this thing, working his way into the high slot. The puck came back to him. Centered it out in front of a screen as he was looking for an Evander Kane tip, but it went just wide. McDavid trying to find this one, but McKinnon stole it. Into the neutral zone, lets it go. This was Nachuskin, and the bid went wide at the left side of the glass. Kept in there by Devin Tays. Kale McCarr plays it off the kick plate as it bounced back to him. Machuskin finds and retrieves. Devin Tays lets it go into the screen. And that is saved there by Miko Koskinen. Try to get played across the red line, and this will find Kale McCarr as he can settle this one down. Drysettle is the lone four checker trying to make life difficult. He shakes his head as he turns the puck over there. Drysettle was able to find it. Nathan McKinnon joins all the way back on the defensive end here for Colorado. What's going on, man? How are you doing? It is a 7-5 game. This feels just like game one of the Battle of Alberta between Edmonton and Calgary. Colorado and Edmonton are scoring goals aplenty. 
Edmonton in the offensive end right now. The shot gets bounced ahead. Again, both backup goaltenders are in now. Pavel Francois for Colorado and Mikko Koskinen for Edmonton. Chance for Colorado. Arturi Lakinen tried to play a pass across, trying to get held. It was held nicely off the backhand by Mikko Rantanen. Rantanen gets bodied off by RNH, and this finds Zach Hyman. Hyman stick-checked and punched right in the head by Johnson. I don't know if that's going to be an offside or a penalty call, but he got stick-checked and he got punched right in the face. So that is a tough day at the office there. But we do get a stoppage and a timeout with 14.07 left to go in the third. Be right back. We're going to call more of the third period action in a moment. This is going to be a neutral zone draw. 13.55 left. 7-5 your score line. Colorado ahead. 37-30. They have the advantage on the shot board as this goes back into Bowen Byram. Byram gets us in deep as the youngest second-line defenseman has been pretty good in this game, and for all things considered, these defensemen have had a lot to deal with because there's been a lot of goals put on the board. Nico Koskinen goes back in behind the goal cage to play this one, and the defensive partners between Tyson Berry can kind of get this stuff set back up again here for Edmonton as they try to attack in the offensive zone. Ryan Nugent Hopkins lost it. Derek Ryan was just the goal scorer here for Edmonton, his second in the playoffs. He's got it now with Jesse Pugliarvi. Now Colorado will intercept this thing as it gets across the red line. It falls to Mikko Koskinen. He tried to play with the goal stick. He almost flubbed it, but he found his defensive partner there as they get across the red line. So this is Tyson Berry with Brett Kulak on the third line defense. They can't play it. This goes to Mikko Rantanen now. Rantanen with new hook. So Rantanen usually on that first or second line. He's in the fourth line right now. I'm trying to jumpstart here things for Jared Bednar, and I would say that's worked because it's 7-5. Edmonton trying to get it out of their own end. They cannot as this goes back to Rantanen. And now Rantanen gets it back across the red line, and we'll get this one dumped in. If you get it across the red line, it's not an icing. So Darnell Nurse has it now with Cody Ceci. So the first line defense can be all set up here behind the cage of Koskinen and try to look for a breakup. Pass was too hard, intercepted by Rantanen, and Darnell Nurse did not get to it. Rantanen stole it, played it out in front, and what a save there by Miko Koskinen. My goodness, I was speechless there momentarily because I thought Darnell Nurse would try to fight off Rantanen and not let him with that gold chain try to get something right out in front, but he did not elect to play the puck. He elected to protect Koskinen instead, and he almost screamed the man as pass went all the way over there, and Val Nachuskin had a one-timer sent up there by Rantanen. A beautiful look there, but Darnell Nurse, I think maybe he missed an assignment or just not enough effort there because you just left your goalie out to dry off a prime position one tee, but he made the save. So this goes back to Edmonton now after a defensive zone faceoff win. And the first to get to it is Kaler Yamamoto. Bowen Byram cuts him off. Yamamoto tries to find him now, but Byram intercepts this thing. This Colorado tries to get something going across the red line. Nazim Kadri finds it now toward the left faceoff dot now and behind Gretzky's office. Kadri toward the left faceoff dot now, and the pass just eludes everybody. His Rantanen couldn't get to it, but now he does. So Johnson is going to be the defensive partner here as Rantanen explodes down the red line. He's still with this thing after a series of toe drags and puts this in toward the left faceoff dot where Colorado can find it. Tried to play it there as Gabriel Landeskog. Now Devin Tays into the screen. And Mikko Koskinen saw it all the way. He glove saved and held it. 
11.32 left to go in the third period. John on here with you. I'm in Denver, Colorado. This is Ball Arena. 38 shots on goal for Colorado and 7 goals. 30 shots on goal for Edmonton. Good for 5. This is just game 1 of the Western Conference Final. I will be back with you. Same time, same channel pretty much. 8.10 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and ColorCast for game 1 between the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, the Rangers will start with home ice advantage on that, if you can believe that, for as good as the Lightning have been. That's going to start about 8.10 Eastern tomorrow. Taze lets it go into the screen, and the pinball's back to the defense where this goes to Kel McCarr, and it bounced up out of play, so it should be an offensive zone draw still here with Colorado, with 11.23 left to go in the third period. So we've seen a couple of goaltender switches in between Edmonton's fourth goal scored. Pavel Francois had to check in for Darcy Kemper, but we weren't sure why. In the second period, it was one of those situations where it took an extra three minutes for Kemper to come out of the tunnel because he had some issues with the skate and a pad on the left side of the lake. So he was then pulled after giving up a fourth goal. And then Mike Smith, after giving up a six, was pulled in exchange for Miko Koskinen. And that's where we're at right now. Backup goaltender for Colorado of the third string variety is a Finland, that is, is a Finnishman, that is 22 years of age. And again, I have his official name in front of me. It's Eustace Anunin, if he has to come in, just in case there's any issues with Pavel Francois. Francois hasn't gotten much time since the first couple games against the National Predators when they wanted a sweep. Played out in front there for Devin Taze. He blew a tire and was able to pick it back up as Edmonton couldn't pick this one up. We're getting close to the halfway point of the third period. Played out in front, and this goes back to the right faceoff dot. And now the red line, Drysaddle trying to find it here for Edmonton. And now Colorado can emerge with this thing as Johnson tries to play it out to Nachuskin. And now sent back down as Rantanen will play this toward an open Empty red line side, and Byram will get this in deeper there. For the Colorado Avalanche, CeCe trying to work with Duncan Keith to get this out of the defensive zone. And Kane from Drysaddle. Kane turns it over. Breakout pass. Nazem Kadri backhand forehand. And stopped and held nicely off the post by Miko Koskin. And he was down and out. But he kept the leg spread toward the right side of the post to stop that rebound or any other puck to just slide through the five hole. And he saved it there. Beautiful pass. Kadri was out in transition. And maybe even some good work there by Cody Cece with a partial stick lift to try to bother Kadri just enough before he could get that backhand clean. And it was a big save there by Koskinen when his team really needed it. So as we're sitting right now, it's 7-5. Colorado has the offensive zone draw. And we're going to have to do this one more time. 10-11 left to go in the third period. Again, Colorado in the home maroon and cerulean at the top. And Edmonton in the road whites in the middle. Colorado is going to be attacking right to left in this period. Edmonton will be attacking left to right. But Edmonton's got a defensive zone draw that they need to win right now, courtesy of RNH on that side against Darren Helm. And he does win it clean, does Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 
Edmonton can get this one down the ice as this finds Josh Manson, the pickup from the Anaheim Ducks at the trade deadline. He's now sitting at the third line defense, but he has been one of the better defenders that we've had in the league, but Colorado's had such a luxury that you can throw him on the third line. Centered out in front, it went just wide of Mikko Koskinen. Chance for McKinnon to try to make something happen, and I was stolen there by Cody McLeod. This finds Evan Burchard, chipped out in front, and Pavel Francois is going to find this one in the glove, and he's going to play it there for McLeod can get there, and anything dangerous happens as we officially hit the 9.38 mark of the third period. 7-5, your score. 41 shots for the Colorado Avalanche, 30 shots for the Edmonton Oilers. Again, it's been a whirlwind of goals, just one in this third period, courtesy of Derek Ryan, made it 7-5 from Zach Cassian and Evan Burchard. So the third and fourth line had teamed up to get this within two, but it's been an avalanche of goals, not really just to speak for the avalanche, but both for the Edmonton Oilers. It was 3-2 after one, and then four goals scored for Colorado in the second, two for Edmonton as we get another unfair drop. We're going to do this again. So, six goals in the second, five goals in the third, one goal, let me get this straight here, five goals in the first, six goals in the second, one goal so far in the third. That's why we've hit the 7-5 score line for Colorado ahead of Edmonton. Let's see if we get this offensive zone draw done correctly here. This is the third attempt. And now Byram hits this around the kick plate. Colorado trying to get this out of their own end as Andrew Cogliano had it bounce off him. And this goes to Brett Kulak. Kulak now has this with Tyson Berry on the third line defense. This goes around Pavel Francois. Edmonton finds this now. Kulak. Berry tried to rip this one across. He's lucky he didn't get intercepted across that opposite side blue line. Colorado has this in their own end with Gabe Landeskog. Gabe Landeskog nicely off the kick play. Valmachuskin one-on-one. Alex for the wrist shot. Rebound out in front for Rontanen. He's got it as he tried to go through the front, and McDavid closed him off in the blue paint. McDavid plays this out in front now for Zach Hyman, as he's going to spin. McDavid still has got it now. CC gets this in deep. This finds Pavel Francois. Francois had to get back in his goal crease. Looked a little bit dangerous, and I think it might have been an offside entry against Edmonton. So we're going to get a neutral zone draw here. With 8.45 left to go in the third period. So you're looking at Connor McDavid and Gabriel Landeskog fighting through. The captain and the captain on both sides. Good work there on both to close each other out. Come back in. We're going to call more of the third period action moment. 8.45 left. Face-off is one. Leon Dreisaitl. Tyson Berry gets it to Kulak. Now back to Berry. Berry trying to set this one up for Dreisaitl. Looking more like a power play toward that clear face-off side. And it is, actually. We didn't get a call of that as we went into the break of it. But I will get the actual play in a moment here for what the penalty was. It was Gabriel Landeskog for battling Connor McDavid. He got called for a hold. So what we saw on the CBC Sportsnet side turned out to be a penalty. So this is a power play opportunity for the Edmonton Oilers. This is down to a minute 25. Gets bounced off to Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl now has it back to Connor McDavid and toward the right faceoff dot. McDavid now working his way into the high slot. Leaves it there for Barry. Dreisaitl going to... Kick past this thing across. Barry holding there. Spins it around. Ryan Adrian Hopkins. Dry saddle. Fan on the attempt. Paolo Francois was down and out. 
This goes back to RNH. Barry leaves it for dry settle. Dry settle back to Barry. Slap shot high off the inboards. And this goes back to RNH one more time. Centered out in front. Stopped first by Francois off the glove hand. As this goes back to Nugent Hopkins. Now McDavid in behind Gretzky's office. McDavid toward the right face up. Dodd. Dry settle. Very patient. Looking for an opening. RNH scores! What a power play by the Edmonton Oilers! And it's 7-6. That was absolutely spectacular. And your announcer here, John on here with you, loves to see when puck possession has worked so gorgeously like that, whether it was between Barry, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl, McDavid, back and forth around the, the horn they went between the left and right dot, and eventually it broke down where Dreisaitl, found Zach Hyman, and again, I don't like to see that smile on Ken Holland's face. I'd like to see Colorado kind of wipe that one off, but it's 7-6 as the goals have not stopped. So again, in that first one between Calgary and Edmonton, it was 9-6. Well, we're at 7-6, and it's 7:24 left, so dare I say an empty net pull here or there, that could happen, or maybe Edmonton could just get back in there, but she cannot put them on the power play and that's exactly what Landeskog did. Here's a chance for RNH once more as it's in behind the cage of Francois. Tried to play this out in front. Burakowski now with Nazem Kadri and across the blue line. Edmonton trying to get this one out and it goes back into their own end. Across the red line, it bounces off one of the zebras and this is a chance for Josh Manson. Manson trying to get this out there with some help of Jack Johnson. Now Darren Helm has it with JT Confer. Helm trying to spin this one around, but it finds Miko Koskinen. He puts on the body check, though, and it's stolen. Here's a chance for Cogliano. Played out in front. New hook with a blast. It goes just wide of Miko Koskinen toward the right faceoff dot. He made the first save. The second, the rebound is still being under mass humanity now. Here's a chance for Zach Cassian on the fourth line. Cassian, nice slot feed, and somehow that didn't go in. With 6.15 left in the third. It stayed with Edmonton. Held across the blue line. Wrist shot. Bounced off the kick plate. Francois has to be seeing stars at this point. And I think I am too. This is around the right faceoff dot now. Cassian being held. Helm trying to find this thing here for Colorado. This goes back to Cassian. Played around the red line. Now we're at the left faceoff dot. Still kept across the blue line. This is Tyson Berry. Let's it go into the screen. It finds a Colorado player. It's loose out in front. Edmonton trying to play this expertly off a of backhand. It goes wide. Colorado finally gets it out of their own end. Edmonton was all over them and swarming like a, a pack of bees there. Hyman spins this one around around the red line. And now Colorado could have something with the captain, Gabriel Landeskog. Edmonton defense gets to this one first. Tyson Berry can't get it out. We'll see if Colorado can emerge with it. They cannot. Edmonton tries to play this across the red line. Evander Kane picks it up now. He lost it at the blue line. An offside is called against Kane. That was a delayed offside, so it allowed Kill McCarr to get set up. The crowd is to its feet. Five minutes left to go in this contest, and it's anyone's for the taking right now. 7-6 Colorado. Edmonton has scored two unanswered goals in the third period. And that's usually when Colorado is able to take a little bit of advantage. But you saw throughout the St. Louis series, sometimes Colorado plays tight with the lead. Here's a chance for Taze. 
lets it go, and it gets turned aside by Miko Koskinen. Taze leaves it there. Slap shot for McKinnon, and it goes toward the right faceoff dot and wide off the glass. Picked up by Edmonton. Skating off the backhand is Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. Leave it for CC. Blocked out in front. And one of the Colorado players is down and being held by McDavid. Another shot loose out in front. And it blocks by the Maroon and Cerulean before it hit Kemper. And I don't know exactly if what Kemper did was legal. At, or what McDavid did was legal, I would say. But he held the man down and the shot got blocked. Fogel had his wrist shot go just to the left of the cage. Four minutes left to go in the third period as the puck goes high and up and out of play. They've tied this thing up. Yes, they have been, man. And uh, you know what? I was trying to go through the very opening again. Maybe we can hook up for a full game at some point between this series or Tampa and the New York Rangers. But I was trying to talk about maybe an edge that Edmonton might have in this series. And believe it or not, I went to the goaltending point because Mike Smith's save percentage was at the 930 mark to Darcy Kemper's 903. But we're already into the backup goalies of both teams. So it's it's been crazy, man. Yeah, it has been wild. I hope you've been having fun. I am uh, I'm happy to, to finally be here and apologize for my... Uh, sort of unpredictable schedule these days, but I got to enjoy in with anonymity. I, I, I joined in with the cast at about the 10 minute mark and uh, oh, just cool. got to listen in like a, like a, like a nobody, like just the first time <laughs> listener of John Ryan on. It was, uh, it was great to hear you on the call. You're doing a great job. Hey, I appreciate that man as always. Let's get through this final four minutes. Shall we? Who knows? We might have overtime looming on the end of it. Nothing has been predictable in this game. So it's a, Defensive zone draw here for Colorado, and again, Edmonton's been pretty good on that spot in the draw, as Hyman was able to get this now off a draw win. Hyman's just being destroyed toward the left side boards, and Colorado's trying to do everything they can to get it out. And Cooper, as I've said, you know, Colorado's played a little tight with the lead, and you've seen that a little bit with St. Louis. That speaks to Edmonton's point of getting two straight goals in this third period to get within one. 3.30 left to go in the third period. Rantanen trying to get to this one right now as McLeod will cut him off. He's on the left side now, gets the puck across the red line now. The refuse suck chant is going a lot and a lot for Colorado. They're not too happy about their team giving up two straight goals. So this goes back to Edmonton. Back around to CC. Duncan Keith holding toward the left faceoff dot, and the shot goes wide. CC tries to pick it up. It's spun around there by Hyman. Rantanen trying to get this out with Landeskog. Landeskog lost it, and they're still behind the net right now as Zach Hyman, Landeskog, finally emerges with this thing for Colorado. Nathan McKinnon turning on the Jets. Toe drag and hold. Leaves it there for Landeskog toward the left faceoff dot. It's stopped by Miko Koskinen, but the rebound was loose, and Edmonton will try to transition from its own defensive zone before they chip and chase this down across the red line. Byram plays this one, but it's turned over at the blue line. Barry can't hold. Valnachuskin off a one-on-one, -on -one, and Darnell Nurse saves Edmonton's bacon there as they play this off a one-on-one. -on -one. Kane now back from Nurse as this goes to Dreisaitl. So Jay Woodcroft throughout this entire game has not split up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And I wonder as the series goes along if that's going to be the case. Here's a chance now for Nurse. Off the backhand, he was able to hold as we're getting close to two minutes left to go in this third period. 
Picked up now is Devin Tays. He's in behind the cage. His dry settle was all over him, but it was turned over. Chance for Edmonton now, and it goes high of the right post and back down the line where the net is now empty. Again, CBC had not relayed that, so I was not aware there was an extra man on the ice. But uh, it's an icing against Colorado with a minute 49 left. Wow, John, a lot of back-and-forth action right there. I know the Colorado fans wanted a call there. I, uh, From what I could see on my feed here, the TNT feed, they had an argument. Seemed to have been uh, a, a stick in the skates, but uh, not to be for Edmonton. So no man advantage here. And uh, we now have icing, as you call. I, I saw Koskinen head to the bench. He's rejoined with Mike Smith, who's gotten more of a break than he thought he would get tonight. And uh, if if you're gonna okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put make you put your color commentator hat on for just a split second. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not trying to wrestle the play-by-play duties away from you, but I gotta get your thoughts. If Edmonton's gonna tie this game, other than the obvious answer, who do you think puts the puck in the back of the net if they can make this happen? Well, your obvious answer might not even be McDavid and Dressel. It might be Evander Kane. He's been leading the Edmonton Oilers in goals with 14. And the playoffs. So I'll go with Mr. Evander Kane. Number 91, right there with Glenn Gullitson, former Flames coach. Uh, I'm sure he was uh, quite pleased to beat his his old employer. Uh, and now you see Lekin and Helm, Taves and company there alongside Jared Bednar there at the bench. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting sequence here as the offensive zone draw will come to, I believe, the left of the cage here. And the crowd's going wild. In Colorado, John, I'm going to uh, let you take back over here. I'm excited. I mean, just as a neutral observer here, this has been, I mean, this is the definition of a barn burner is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. McKinnon wins the draw, but it finds back to Edmonton and Zach Hyman. Colorado trying to get this out. There's some chaos. Evander Kane with a shot, and it goes just wide. That would be funny if he scores here. McDavid trying to keep this one alive. Evander Kane with dry settle. It goes back down the ice. It is not going to go into the gaping and yawning net, and this goes back to Tyson Berry as we're down to a minute 15 left to go in the third. Edmonton needs a goal. The goalie is pulled. Koskinen is out of the crease. Rebound goes off of Francois, bounced up in the air, back in behind Gretzky's office where Colorado can emerge with this thing. The puck is rolling toward the left faceoff dot, and who's going to get there first? I think Landeskog was trying to get there, but the hybrid icing was called as Tyson Berry gets to it first. We've got a minute left to go in the third period. Boy, you, uh, you almost had a prediction come true right there. Evander <laughs> Kane did get a shot off from uh, up at the top of the circles, and it went just wide of the net. So, <laughs> John Odd, you were <laughs> you were so close to being on the bullseye, uh, and a good effort there by the Avalanche. They almost were able to neutralize that icing, but of course the hand went up. So the Oilers get another shot here. Uh, you know, I'm I'm curious, John. This is a scenario here where even if Edmonton doesn't complete the comeback, push this to overtime. You know, and win. I think they may have achieved what they did in the first game against Calgary a round ago, where they have shown themselves that they can hang with the Avalanche even when they take tons of punches. 
Yes, absolutely. I'm going to get back into that moment in a second. It's absolute chaos here right now in front of Francois. And Edmonton almost made it happen for the third straight time, but almost is not a goal here, and that's what Edmonton needs. 25 seconds left to go in the third period. Edmonton trying to get this across the red line. Landeskog ends it for Colorado. The captain makes it 8-6 as he puts it into the empty net. And to your point, Cooper, I'm going to say this too. This game probably is officially over now, but much like the first game that we did together of the previous series, nothing was for certain. But I think Edmonton, to your point, they have to feel pretty good. They stood toe-to-toe with the Colorado Avalanche. And look, like we said, the first game was 9-6 in our game in that previous series. It's 8-6 now, so we got pretty damn close to that scoreline. But considering... I think a lot of people were thinking that Edmonton was going to be very outclassed. This first game has not shown that. I think it really puts Colorado on notice. And when we get to the final part of this, I want to make another point to you and then kind of just figure out what we're going to do throughout the week. But I appreciate you joining me. And some of the anonymity stuff, I'm sorry I wasn't talking because I was typing in all the darn goals that we saw and all the outlets for the story. No, my, listen, my friend, I love it. I'm glad I got to just sit back and uh, let you do all the hard work. And there was plenty of it tonight, including Landeskog sniping one there into the open net to put this thing on ice, no pun intended. But 8-6 in a game that is, other than missing just one goal, so similar to that first game. And uh, I know that the time is winding down here, so I'll let you uh, get your final play-by-play thoughts before we close this out. No, everybody's beating at center ice now and handshakes and pom-poms and towels waving here at Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado as Colorado closes it out, although it was a goal-scoring affair, 8-6 final in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. We got a chance to watch two of the best players in the world go head-to-head in Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid as Colorado has the celebratory sticks up in the air. This was an excellent one, Cooper Hopkins, and I'm glad that you can join me toward the end of it. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me jump on the mic. I mean, I would have, again, just been happy to uh, listen as a fan, and you did a great job for, you know, during the entire time that I was able to tune in. Uh, you know, listen, John, these are some of the themes that we talked about a round ago when uh, we had the Battle of Alberta. Of course, for the the Flames fans out there, things didn't go their way. But Edmonton, I believe, as I said a few minutes ago, and and you agreed, I think Edmonton has done themselves a real service here. I think even though the firepower of the Avalanche from start to finish, of course, outmatched them at the end of the day here as time has expired, they are going to be able to head to the locker room now, practice, and the next game, believing that if they can keep themselves going, and Connor McDavid tonight, who, if I'm, John, I, I was a little uh, bouncing around a little bit tonight. Connor McDavid, I, I do believe he was on the score sheet, but not as a goal scorer. Is that correct? Any points for 97 tonight? Connor McDavid got one. He got a goal and he got an assist set up by Leon Dreisaitl out in front of a one-timer. That was it. He's got Okay, two that's correct. Yeah, I went left to right and he did uh, He did send that home. Yeah. Okay, I did see that on replay during an intermission, so I, I stand corrected. However, based on the way he's been playing, certainly in the, the previous series and, and even back to L.A., this was a, a, a quiet night for the Oilers' captain, and I think he knows his ceiling is so much higher than what he showed tonight, and I'm sure the Oilers believe that if he 
can play to and you know beyond the uh, level that he has been, anything can happen. I'm, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see eight six, but we certainly saw some high scoring games after that first Battle of Alberta contest. I wouldn't be surprised to see score lines like uh, the Calgary Edmonton series six five five four things along those lines. I think you're a prophet, man, because when I was going into the open on this, I said we might see about 75% of the Battle of Alberta as far as goal totals, and we damn near got 100% today, so <laughs> that, that's kind of what I thought about it too, but the, the one particular I think that was scary for me, and again, I, I made this point to you in the regular season about those Casma point totals that we went over, but all the secondary scoring that... Edmonton has been able to get, whether it be Evander Kane or Zach Hyman or Derek Ryan, the, the list goes on and on, RNH, um, that has not gone away. So, again, to your point, I think Mike Smith bounces back. I think the game ones have been something that's been difficult for him. But Edmonton's very, very much in this series. I thought maybe at least this would go six games. And after this is done, I, I still feel that way. This was an excellent game on both ends. Yes, it was. And, and listen, I, I'm privy of this knowledge. You were kind enough to send me the message and let me know what you're going to be working on. I know you've been busy as usual, but I'll set you up uh, for anyone who's listening to this after the fact and wasn't able to catch it live. So where is the hopeless sports guy going to be tomorrow, the next day? How's this week uh, shaking out for you? 